Welcome to the Black History 101 podcast featuring all things Black women's history with your host, the professor, Dr. Crystal Moten. In this episode, I discuss Dr. Sadie Peterson Delaney, a librarian who got her start during the Harlem Renaissance at the 135th Street branch of the New York Public Library in Harlem, now known as the Arturo Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. It was here that she began using the therapeutic process of bibliotherapy. Very simply defined, bibliotherapy uses reading to promote health, healing, and well-being. After working at the 135th Street branch, she took a job in Tuskegee, Alabama to work at the Tuskegee Veterans Administration Hospital, where she applied and expanded bibliotherapy for 30 years. Over her long career, Dr. Delaney worked with veterans, wrote about her methods, and became internationally known. Keep listening. I have so much to share with you. But first, why is Sadie Peterson Delaney inside the circle? Well, there's truly an easy answer to this. I have always love to read. And as a child growing up, you could always find my nose in a book, always. But not only was I an avid reader, I grew up in a family of avid readers. I saw my grandmother, mother, and aunts read and circulate all kinds of books among themselves. In fact, I still have my grandmother's copies of some of her Terry McMillan books in paperback edition. For me, reading was a portal. And I often think about how reading shaped my life early on. By stepping into new literary worlds, I imagined and then created for myself the life I wanted to inhabit. Back then, I had no knowledge of bibliotherapy, but I have come to understand for a long while the major role reading played in my life and in my personal well-being. In fact, I can't imagine a life without books and truly the presence of books comfort me. When you come to my house, books are all over the place, not only in my office, but in my bedroom, everywhere. So when I learned of Dr. Sadie Peterson Delaney's significant contributions and her promotion of reading as a way of healing, I knew I needed to share what I learned with you. So that's why she is inside the circle. So let's start at the beginning with Sadie Peterson Delaney's early years. First, She was actually born Sarah Marie Johnson in 1889 in Rochester, New York. When she was young, her and her family moved to Poughkeepsie and there she attended Poughkeepsie High School as well as Miss McGovern's School of Social Work. She first married Edward Lewis Peterson, but by the age of 30, that marriage didn't work out and she had divorced him. It was then that she set out on a path of professional reinvention. She relocated and moved to Harlem 
to study librarianship at the New York Public Library. So she moved to Harlem during the height of the Harlem Renaissance in 1920. The Harlem Renaissance has also been referred to as the New Negro Renaissance or the New Negro Movement. And the idea of a new Negro movement was an idea coined by philosopher, Dr. Alain Locke. Dr. Locke taught at Howard University. According to Dr. Locke, the idea of the new Negro stood as counter to the caricature and stereotype of the quote, old Negro, which to him was more a myth than a man. The myth of the old Negro according to Dr. Locke, characterized Black people as, quote, more of a formula than a human being, a something to be argued about, condemned, or defended, to be kept down, or in its place, or helped up, to be worried with, or worried over, harassed, or patronized, a social boogie, or a social burden. The New Negro Movement, with its art, writing, music, and research by and about Black people, sought to disrupt this characterization of the old Negro by creating works that directly countered these ideas. And so we see the work of people like Zora Neale Hurston, a novelist and anthropologist, Langston Hughes, a poet, Nella Larson, a novelist, we see these works proliferate during this period between 1920 and 1935. Often, however, though, we think of an increase in artistic output by writers. But Black creators wrote, sang, painted, sculpted, acted, and engaged in all sorts of activities that illuminated and created Black folks' past, present, and future. There is so much more that I could say about this important moment in Black history, but I will leave that for your homework. And I'll share some specific resources at the end of the episode. So keep listening. So Sadie Peterson Delaney moved to Harlem during this very vibrant, creative period. And she was in the mix, y'all. While at the 135th Street branch in Harlem, she learned the profession, and she also worked with the number of people who came to the branch to read, to attend programs, and to socialize. But in her work, she also began to learn about and utilize a method known as bibliotherapy. Now, she did not create the therapeutic process of bibliotherapy, but she did find success in applying it to the various library patrons in her work with them that she encountered. So what exactly is bibliotherapy? Well, the term was first coined by Samuel Crothers in 1916, and it is a combination of the Greek words book and therapy, right? Bibliotherapy. In the Journal of Hospital Librarianship, scholars Paula McMillan and Dale Elizabeth Person provide a great overview of how the term has been defined, specifically calling out two definitions. One definition they mention 
was written by Carolyn Schroeds, who suggests that bibliotherapy is the process of dynamic interaction between the personality of the reader and literature under the guidance of a trained helper. And another by Laura Cohen, who thinks of bibliotherapy as simply the therapeutic use of literature. However, reading became a commonly used therapeutic intervention as early as the 1800s. And it was a well-established practice. By World War I, however, the practice began to proliferate in patient libraries across the country. And so after working at the 135th Street branch in Harlem, Delaney took a job in 1924 at the Tuskegee Veterans Administration Hospital. And her task was to establish a library for patients in this medical facility. With her work at Tuskegee, Delaney applied her own definition of bibliotherapy. And she understood it as, quote, the treatment of a patient through selected reading. Arriving to Tuskegee in 1924, she opened the library on January 3rd with 200 books for patients. In a biographical treatment of Delaney's life, Betty K. Gubert writes of Delaney's early years at the Veterans Administration Hospital. This is what she writes. Delaney borrowed fairy tales from Tuskegee Institute because there seemed to be no suitable books for mental patients. Men confined to bed received books and magazines. Circulation rose with these efforts, as well as when atlases, dictionaries, newspapers, and encyclopedias were added to the collection. But in addition to developing the new library, Delaney also planned programs, book talks, weekly story hours, and much more. While Delaney's initial focus was on the patients at the VA, she also started the hospital's first staff library too. Gubert writes that by the end of 1924, the library had 4,000 volumes for 500 patients, and the medical library had 85 volumes for its 300 staff people. Book circulation rose from 275 a month to 1,500. In 1930, about six years after Delaney began working at the VA, she published an article in the Medical Bulletin Journal titled, The Library, a Factor in Veterans Bureau Hospitals. In the article, Delaney writes of using bibliotherapy as a part of a patient's medical treatment. And she acknowledges first on how hard this work is. Specifically, she states, and I quote, the application of books to the individual is the librarian's greatest problem in the hospital library. But establishing a definite acquaintance with the patient, gaining knowledge of his previous vocation, profession, educational background, and war service bring a greater response from him. And so what we see here is that it's not about just selecting a book from the library's collection. It's about getting to know the patient and using that information to then select books that matter. Delaney goes on in the article to say, quote, frequently a conference with the ward surgeon, the head nurse, or the social worker gives the librarian some special patient to whom special books may be suggested. 
It is essential that a knowledge of the patient's disease and a condition be known to the librarian. Careful book selection is her watchword, for it is very essential that the patient have the right book. Here, the librarian's knowledge of books comes into use. And so again, we see Dr. Delaney reiterating that conference with fellow hospital co-workers, as well as an understanding of the patient's medical condition, condition and the patient's life experience goes into selecting the right book, which is essential. Using this process and this method, Delaney effectively used bibliotherapy in her practice. And she notes later on in the article that knowing which patient loved music or which patient loved nature or which patient had previously worked as a lawyer, that influenced the type of reading that was prescribed. This piece in the medical bulletin was just one that she wrote over the course of her career. I think it's really important to talk about Dr. Delaney's efforts to publish her work as a Black woman. And the example that I want to share come from a cool primary source I found. It was a, it was a letter that she wrote to none other than the great Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois in 1929. Apparently, Du Bois had done what is commonplace in publishing. As editor of the Crisis magazine, he accepted one of Delaney's articles for publication, but he was just sitting on it. But Delaney, however, was interested in getting her work out, and she knew that it was critical that she do so in a timely fashion. And so she asked Dr. Du Bois to return an essay she had sent to him so that she could publish it elsewhere. Here's what she wrote in her letter to Dr. Du Bois. She says, and I quote, My dear Dr. Du Bois, the Library Journal has requested a copy of my paper, What the Negro Veteran Reads for Publication in Their Journal. As this journal publishes articles written by the Bureau librarians, and as I am the only colored librarian in the Veterans Bureau, and this hospital in the Veterans Bureau is manned by and for colored people, I feel constrained to comply with their request. I am therefore respectfully asking that you return my papers submitted to you some time ago for publication, as they state they want to publish the same at an early date. Should you desire to print the same later, I shall be glad to return it upon request. There is no doubt in my mind that permission for a reprint can be easily obtained from the Library Journal. I am enclosing a stamped envelope for prompt attention to this request. We learned so much from this letter, short though it was. From the My Dear Dr. Du Bois, we get the smallest evidence that Dr. Delaney and Dr. Du Bois had a cordial prior relationship. Indeed, when Delaney was in New York, she interacted very much with the well-known scholar. More than this, though, we get a sense from Delaney herself of the significance of her work. She is the only Black librarian in the Veterans Administration, and hers is the only library staffed by Black workers. Additionally, her ideas and her scholarship is being recognized in this national publication, and this is one of the reasons she feels compelled to request the, retur 
the return of her work from Dr. Du Bois. This letter highlights the labor she has to do to ensure that her scholarship, that her ideas are published and that they are circulating. And this becomes especially important because we know this is a time during which the publishing world and the academy is marginalizing women and especially black women's ideas. As a side note, I also appreciate how Dr. Delaney illuminates the physical process of writing and submitting work. This may seem foreign to us in our digital world where we can simply open our email program, attach a digital file, and send it immediately to our recipient. However, in Dr. Delaney's world, she literally had to physically write out and type out her essay, then put that essay in the mail such that when she needed it back, she had to write a letter to Dr. Du Bois and send him a return envelope so that he could then mail back the same to her. It just illuminates the process of writing during this time. Dr. Delaney worked as a librarian and bibliotherapist for over 30 years, and gratefully, she received many of her flowers while she lived. Over 50 publications cited her work in a diverse group of academic and lay journals in subjects such as medicine, library science, psychology, and Black studies. In 1948 and 1949, two sororities named her Woman of the Year, the Iota Phi Lambda sorority and the Zeta Phi Beta sorority, respectively. In 1950, the National Urban League also named her Woman of the Year, and it was also this year that she received an honorary doctorate from Atlanta University. In 1952, the National Council of Negro Women honored her at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, she died of a heart attack in 1958, but her influence lives on in a scholarship named after her and in also a local community library named after her. And what I consider a full circle moment Dr. Delaney, who began her career at the Schomburg Library, now has a collection of her papers that resides there. The papers, which I will link to on BlackHistory101.com, include correspondence, programs, articles, speeches, and photographs. Noted folks that are included in this collection that she corresponded with include George Washington Carver, Jesse Fawcett, and as mentioned earlier, W.E.B. Du Bois. So what are our takeaways from today's episode? I think there are two main ones. Number one, the idea of bibliotherapy, specifically highlighting the connections between reading or access to books and one's mental health and well-being. And then two, the significant work of Dr. Sadie Peterson Delaney in expanding and proliferating this important idea but also her labor to make sure her scholarship and her ideas were publicized and circulated. And this should not be taken for granted, especially because she did this work during an era when Black women's ideas and scholarship and thoughts were marginalized. So what's your homework? For homework, 
I want you to read more about the Harlem Renaissance, including an essay written by Dr. Alain Locke called Enter the New Negro. Also, you can check out Aaron Chapman's book, Prove It On Me, New Negroes, Sex, and Popular Culture in the 1920s, as well as take a look at the record for Dr. Sadie Peterson Delaney's papers that are at the Schomburg. And if you are in Harlem, maybe consider making an appointment to see them in person. You can find these citations as well as more resources on blackhistory101.com. In the meantime, go do some homework and tell me what you've learned. Bye.